0: the Chile Today podcast. I'm Bethany Francis. And I'm Alicia Lubin. We're two broads living abroad broadcasting
1: from Santiago, Chile. We explore Chilean news, cultural topics, travel, business, and more. The Chile Today podcast is the first ever bi-weekly English-speaking Chilean news
0: podcast. To learn more about the news topics you'll hear today, check out chiletoday.cl and enjoy quick updates from around the country on Instagram at Chile Today News.
1: If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Also, if you're feeling generous, rate and review us and share our episodes on your Instagram stories. If you'd like to hear about a certain topic,
0: have a story to share, or would like to ask a question, contact us directly through Instagram at SheLateTodayPodcast.
1: Hi! (laughs) Hi! How are you? Good! Happy late birthday! Thank you!
0: I'm 30.
1: 30, flirty, and thriving.
0: I know. 30, flirty, thriving in 2021. How's it feel? The same. Oh, okay. The same, uh, except for, like, I get, like, really hyper aware of, like, my body right now. I'm like, what's it doing? Where's it going? How's it feeling? And I, like, just noticing it's just not, my metabolism ain't what it used to be, (laughs) you know, uh... I also can't decide if it's like, is this because I'm 30? Or is it just because I haven't moved in a year and a half? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right? Like, I haven't moved out of my apartment for a year and a half. So is this muscle aching because of that? I get muscle pain just doing random normal things, like sleeping.
1: I get the metabolism part, though. Because even this morning, you put out a nice uh, spread of Pringles. And I was like, ah, I'm going to regret eating these later.
0: I'm trying to just yellow it up. These days, because, um, you know, I feel like I'm healthy. I don't have COVID. I'm about to get my shot. And by about to, I mean, like, I feel like it's coming. I'm not going to, like, cut in line or anything. I just, I feel like, I feel like we're on the
1: precipice. Well, now that you're 30, you're almost elderly. Right. So you... I entered a new bracket you did. Oh I mean, yeah,
0: the 30s bracket.
1: And when you select things through like surveys or services now, <laughs> you you have to like scroll past the 20 to 29 yeah, the 30 to 39. Yes. It's, like, it's different.
0: You know, I feel <laughs> I feel good. I feel like 30s like I'm excited about my 30s. I feel like my 20s I was like who was that girl? She was stupid and young and just did, you know, wait, did no. I'm I feel good about this. I feel good. I'm optimistic. Um I feel optimistic. New Dawn, new day, new life. New Dawn. Who's Dawn? And um, yeah, I'm feeling great about it. How are you?
1: I'm doing great. I feel good. Um, today, we'll kind of discuss things going on with COVID and the quarantine, but outside of that, all feel great. Good. No, you look great. Party. You look great. Aww. Yeah. You don't look a day over twenty nine. Aww, girl. Aww. And so Pinguino
0: got shot. A, a shot. Sorry. A shot. He got a shot. He's the first one of our group to got get to got a shot because he's got penguin asthma, and so uh, penguin asthma is on the list of disabilities for getting shot.
1: I feel like um, like a little penguin cough would be so cute. Like they'd just be like. <laughs> While I'm like, oh my God, I watched a penguin documentary the other day and it was the cutest
0: thing I'd ever seen in the world. It was this penguin named Steve who was trying to like find a mate and he had this sing like I, like find a mate and like all the mates were like walking past him and he was like no i need one and then this other penguin came and like then they sang to each other and i was like oh my god this is so beautiful oh steve i know we
1: don't deserve animals we seriously. really don't we
0: absolutely don't deserve animals we love you pinguino
1: uh we also don't deserve an extended quarantine uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't <does laughs> we though <laughs> <The> slide right <laughs> into there don't we though um So more than 13 million people will be in quarantine as of Thursday, March 25th, here in Chile. Health authorities announced that 42 comunas will go back to phase one, Uh, half of them belonging to the metropolitan region. In addition, for the moment, individual travel permits will be eliminated on the weekends and holidays. An increase of 17% in newly confirmed cases at the national level was registered, while in the last about 14 days, about two weeks, the figure was 36%. According to the Minister of Health and uh, some good news on March 21st, the country received 2 million doses of the vaccine and Chile already has uh, over 11 million doses of Sinovac and over a million doses from uh, Pfizer. We're getting close to getting shot. We're getting real close. The total number of people who have been diagnosed with COVID-19 in Chile reaches around 930,000 of this total Nearly 40,000 patients are in the active stage, while over 875,000 have recovered. The total number of deaths is 22,359 as of this recording. And to date, 2,269 people are hospitalized in the ICU, of which 1,973 are on mechanical ventilation support. Jesus. Yeah, so those are some updates for you. We're going to try to keep you. Um, as informed as possible through the podcast, but for more recent information, more recent updates, go ahead and check out chili Today News on Instagram, on Twitter, and on Facebook or chillytoday.co. Yes.
0: Um, quarantine's happening. Uh, it's confusing. What's happening? Uh, we currently still have our weekends, not really our permisos, but... It's all gray. We can be in the sun. We can at least be in the sun as we walk to the grocery store. So, yeah, no. <laughs> that's a thing. That's a thing that can happen. I'm really tired of this Doga de Queda because I like. I have like one person I see during the week. If I don't see another human during the week, I go crazy. And it's like, oh, it's nine, time to like order a cab and go home. I feel like I'm 13 again, and I'm
1: 30. Right, 13 going on. Oh, Oh. cute movie,
0: cute movie.
1: So, well, uh, people who
0: completely can do whatever the crap they want are religious leaders and stuff. So, so government has exempt religious ceremonies from restrictions, which just doesn't seem wise. So, there's a new surge, obviously, in corona infections, which has led the government to tightening these restrictions. As Alicia mentioned, many areas will return to... Phase 1 and Phase 2 with the Paso Apostle possible possible Plan. If you're confused about the what you're going... Like, it is confusing. Things change day. You're not alone. Day. You're not alone. Follow either Chile Today News or follow Chile Today Podcast. We post updates all the time. Or if you want to, like, contact us directly and, like, please help. Like, we are happy to answer any questions you have.
1: Or we'll tell you a joke. Or I'll send you a video mm-hmm. of the cats uh yeah i feel like
0: can you send us a video of Ping penguino dancing and what about steve where did you watch steve i'll um we're happy to yeah well i'll show you how steve how steve got he fell in love he also had two little chicks it was the best guys this is a good documentary I was very invested. Wait, so Steve, single Steve, ended up having a family? He did. Yeah. He had to create a nest from these, like, rocks. And he had to, like, create the perfect nest, which is, like, one of the things, like, I'm going to attract a mate by creating this nest. And, like, people started stealing his rocks because his nest was... Oh, my God. (sighs) Sorry. Anyway. (laughs) This is a real... It's, like, a real penguin like they followed this actual penguin it was the most adorable thing thank you for listening so religious services are normally prohibited in phase one and phase two except during funerals but on march 12th the episcopal conference said in a statement the measures are quote incomprehensible and lack rationality accusing the government of discrimination which i I thought like if everybody is the same that's the opposite of discrimination right Right. Right? No? Okay. Do I not know what that word means? Okay, so in response, the government backtracked the Chilean government does this a lot. They do they it a little bit. They're like, Oh,
1: you're angry. <laughs> oh, let's Hold just on. what I
0: meant to say was okay, so the government backtracked and authorized religious services indoors and outdoors for the maximum of twenty and ten attendees respectively. Government spokesperson Jaime Bayolio, whoa, that's a name, told CNN Chile that, quote, I haven't seen any scientific papers suggesting that the coronavirus outbreak can happen in church or during other religious rituals, which you obviously did not do any research on that, my friend, because there's a (laughs) lot of, I'm pretty sure there have been a lot of super spreaders in Chile, like in Chile, that were religious ceremonies. Pinguino just... Uh, held up a sign and said that the biggest super spreader in South Korea was uh, was at a church. I mean, I've, I. Bolio, Bolio, Polio, whatever his name is, should know by now that that's just crap. Okay, so his uh, comments even drew criticism from Chile Vamos, which is the um, one of the more conservative groups. Um, so, lawmaker Sebastian Gaitel suggested in a science, a since-deleted tweet, that the government backtracked, quote, because there are many votes there in the religious sector. (laughs) But the World Health Organization has published studies about COVID-19 clusters, as we said, forming due to indoor worship. I mean, the research is right there, guys. And in March 2020, which was last year, coronavirus outbreaks were reported in San Pedro de la Paz and Orsorno, following worship services. A paper published by Nature Magazine citing examples from Hong Kong also suggested that places of worship should remain closed as they can turn into coronavirus hotspots. A video emerged on March 15th showing Magallanes Bishop Bernardo Bastres urging churchgoers to ignore the law. (laughs) Bastres said, quote, it is true that the law says otherwise, but we believe that when the law is unfair and when the law goes against our morals, one can disobey the law. I am saying this responsibly as bishop and head of the Catholic Church in Magallanes. Oof. I'm pretty sure Jesus literally said obey the law. I'm pretty sure that's a real thing that he said. Also,
1: I'm pretty sure Jesus said uh, to go pray in a closet, that you don't need to be around all these people and be making a big show of your worship. So just stay home and pray.
0: How about, yeah, I mean, uh, if you got you got your, your religious stuff... Uh, hey, so... Recently, my my I'm in a a chat with my my swigga, my boyfriend's mom, and they pray via WhatsApp. So if God can like every day at ten, they pray via WhatsApp. Lots of little emojis with prayer hands. If God can read your WhatsApp messages, He can read your face messages. Yeah. So just all I'm trying to say is be careful, guys. Like if you feel compelled to go to church, uh, she really kind of maybe. Reevaluate. Okay. So, um, so, the uh, beep bop beep bop. So, the health authorities have announced inter regional checkpoints will be set up between April 1st and the 4th to discourage non essential travel ahead of Easter weekend, which I think is gonna be another cluster.
1: Fuck. What's in these Easter eggs? Coronavirus. <laughs> Now that a large part of Chile's population is under the mobility restrictions and with more than 13.7 million people forced to stay at home, President Piñera announced a series of economic measures that will make make aid accessible to those who don't have the option to continue working or people who are already unemployed. So he stated in a conference the other day that the government's first priorities to protect the life and health of all of um, the Chilean people Detailing the measures that make up the social protection network, um, which includes the IFE—that's the emergency family income—and the COVID-19 bonus, the president indicated that it would be that everything would be strengthened by 50%. Specifically, um, the $12 billion that the state already put in will receive an additional $6 million. They are working on a five-pillar system, which includes IFE being extended. There's going to be a COVID bonus of forty mil per month that will be paid for each member of the family to qualify for the benefit. More um, people that live live in phase two of the transition, and twenty five thousand per month for those who are in preposition or phase three. Um, that's uh, that's CLP. And there's also a new solidarity loan of up to six hundred thousand that can be paid um, in up to four years with that forgiveness once that period ends. Meanwhile, the bonus to the middle class will be up to five hundred thousand dollars five hundred thousand CLP here we are and will be received by people who qualify and have an income uh, between one point five million and up to like two million. so some some hope for people. Yeah, if
0: you need that, then that's that's good.
1: It's available to you.
0: It's available to you. So there is a Chilean startup that's giving a, a lifeline to Venezuelan immigrants. So there was there's this guy named uh, Ignacio Can- Canals, and he had a business plan. A lot of people thought he was crazy, um, be, um, because of Chile's like very like hard banking industry. Because he decided like he was going to lend money to immigrants, which Chile does not. Do. Like, Chile does not give immigrants a lot of opportunities to invest or to get a bank or anything. And he was only going to loan money to immigrants. So, less than three years later, the company is flourishing in its lucrative niche of providing credit to Venezuelans who are normally shut out of mainstream loan markets and then seeking to expand into Peru and Colombia. More than 5 million people have fled Venezuela in recent years as their homeland descends um, into what this article calls chaos. Many of half a million Venezuelans who settled in Chile have professional degrees, yet are unable to exercise their profession or even raise funds for a deposit to rent an apartment, Mm -hmm. which is where this company comes in. The startup has lent $16 million to uh, 7,300 people since it was founded in late 2018. Its loan book is currently growing by 1,000 people a month, while late payments over a 90-day period only stand at a little over 1%. They go Ripley's non-performance loans are at uh, almost 6% at the end of the third quarter. People seem to behave better when they're outside their own country, said Diego Fleischman, executive director of Migrantes Sociedad Financiera, which is the company. Many of that money has gone to buying motorbikes for delivery drivers or cars for taxi services, but some has also gone to tide people over while they validate their degrees as doctors or lawyers. Um, in many ways, Migrante has a captive market because Chilean banks won't lend to people without permanent residency or at least 12 months of income statements, which is so true, which is something I'm struggling with. I know you're struggling yep. with. It's total, like, crap. So, like, this guy, like, they were like, you're crazy. And he's like,
1: watch me. Watch me, Watch guys. me work. Watch Bloomberg me work picked this. it up the other day, too. Like, he's making headlines. Yeah,
0: yeah. And um, so the, da, da, da. da. Um, sorry. Enrique Ortado, who has taken out two loans with Migrante, one as a deposit on an apartment, the other to buy some land in the south of Chile. Quote, they just make it a lot easier and they're quick, Ortado says. They don't demand all the papers that Chilean bakes demand of immigrants. Every loan needs an endorsement from the um, guarantor, which creates community pressure against defaulting. Um, yeah, so... That's. I mean, I'm not a huge person of like, yay, loan companies, right? But this is something that is super necessary to survive, especially in these times. So, good on him for giving options to people that Chile really doesn't give. I mean, like, there's zero ways for me to get a loan because I'm still in tramite with my visa. Mm-hmm. And unless a huge company is supporting me, which is not, um, there's just, buncle the Chile would laugh me out of the bank. Like, literally laugh, literally laugh, laugh me out of the bank. Like, ha, 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 look at you. Look at you We're try.
1: Look at you try. you giving to, it a go.
0: Yeah, we won't even give you a bank account, let alone a, let alone a loan. Nice. So, yeah, so that's... You know, good on him for believing in immigrants.
1: Like it, like it, like it. And for setting a precedent because now other people can do this. And maybe we won't all be just struggling without a bank account. I mean,
0: like, the the thing is, is he's like, yeah, these people are responsible people. Like, they have degrees. (laughs) They can pay their stuff. They just need a little, like, time to get to where they need to get to verify their degrees. To put a deposit on an Mm -hmm. apartment. And everybody knows in Chile it's so freaking hard to get an apartment uh there's been, I've had friends who have, who, Venezuelan friends who have encountered a lot of racism, mm-hmm. a lot of stuff. So, you know, anything to like give a little, as long as it's like an ethical business, to give a little step up to... You know, just surviving in these times it's good. Uh, if you want more information about like housing and things like that, we have an episode called Ten Things We Wish We Had Known or something like that. I think it's something like that <laughs> thing that it. we know before moving to Chile, which is a lot. We talk a lot about housing because that is something that uh, it's a whole cluster of things. If you want housing um, tips, check out that episode or you can always message us on Instagram or Chile today podcast at gmail.com.
1: On March 22nd, the government began offering COVID vaccinations for folks who don't have homes. There are currently around 16,400 homeless people throughout Chile, and many times they cannot access the information on the inoculation program. To facilitate the administration of the vaccine to this group, the government decided to start by injecting those who participate in the street program of the Ministry of Social Development. So that's wonderful news. I don't think it's taking into account all of the immigrants and refugees who are living in the camps mm-hmm. because there are like 800 camps full of like 500 people each mm-hmm. in the country right now. But I think it's a great start and it's a good way to help some folks who need the assistance to live a safer life in the pandemic. 100%. 100%.
0: Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, a lot of... Um, these government pushes, they, they don't have necessarily accurate numbers on the amount of people who are homeless or that need the, the vaccine, but hopefully they'll start to, it's a definitely a step in the right direction. is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So good, good, good all around. Vaccine. Chile's kicking butt, taking names with the vaccine. Um, soon you and I will be shot. Pinguino's already shot. Sorry, we have to talk like that. We're from the U.S. So <laughs> there you go. Great. Great on that. So we got a, a scam story for you. This is from uh, one of our listeners. He's written it before. His name's Lenny. He's super funny. So if you have a story, any story, it doesn't have to be a scam story, you can write it into us. So here we go. So I've been living in Santiago for quite a while now and have been relieved of my possessions a total of four times that I remember. First was pretty much just after I moved here. I was in the metro together with a Finnish friend of mine and her Canadian coworker. You might just as well have painted a target on our backs and frame it with neon lights. So all of a sudden this chilling guy out of nowhere starts gagging and retching. Worried that this guy will puke all over me, I backed up. But I'm still kind of mesmerized by the show. Then just as quickly as it started, he stopped again, made a few hand gestures suggesting that he just had too much to drink, and got off the metro. Of course, the arrival at the next station conveniently coincided with the end of the episode. Naive little me, still a bit shaken, chuckles nervously, and makes a few comments to my friend of the kind that was like, What was that guy all about, huh? It wasn't until after we arrived at Mercado Central that I wanted to buy something to eat that I noticed my wallet was missing. At first, naive little me was like, oh, it must have fallen out of my pocket when I bounded up the stairs. But then walking down and scanning the stairs for my wallet again, it slowly dawned on me... Uh, That was in fact what happened was while one guy totally distracted me with his I'm about to barf all over you act, his accomplice snuck up behind me, snatched my wallet from inside my pocket, and still a pack of cigarettes that I kept in the side pocket of my jacket that had a zipper and was slung over my shoulders. That's how good this guy was. Takeaway. If something weird is going on in a public space, put your hands to your wallet, cell phone, or any other valuables that you might carry around, because chances are that it's just a distraction for you to make an involuntary donation, and don't ever keep your wallet or cell phone in your back pocket, especially when half of it's sticking out. What's wrong with you? Second time was just a couple weeks after the first incident. I was meeting a friend at a bar and had my backpack with my laptop with me, ominous foreshadowing. We sat down at a table sort of in the middle of the bar, right next to what would, what could be, the, be best described as a decorative wall. Just a wall that ran across the space and didn't meet with the outer walls of the place. You could basically just walk around it. Yes, this is relevant. So I sat at the end of the table that was basically just at the end of this wall. I think there was also another table on the other side of that wall. After a few hours, we got the checks and we're ready to go, which is when I grabbed my backpack but just grabbed that air. Asking some of the patrons didn't really help, though one of them did see two people suspiciously quickly leaving the establishment with a backpack that was equally, equally suspiciously looking like mine. I reckon what must have happened was that someone canvassed my gringo-ass face, decided to take the table just on the other side of the, of the said wall, reached around, grabbed my backpack, and somehow pulled it away without me noticing. We talked about this in our scams episode. I just want to stress here that I was wearing shorts that day and had that backpack was almost weighed between the wall and my leg. So that was touching my leg at every moment. The reason that I still remember wearing shorts that day, all those years ago, is that it left me absolutely dumbfounded as how the F I didn't notice this. Again, we have tips for this on our episode about scams. Takeaway, as Bethany already mentioned, oh, Lenny, always secure your bags when you're sitting down somewhere. Either put your leg or one leg of the chair you're sitting on through one of the loops. Also try to have the front of your backpack facing you so the zippers don't face outward. This will make it harder for anyone to rub through your backpack without actually taking it. Third time was a couple of years later. I had to take care of some paperwork with my isapre and I basically go everywhere by bike. The branch office I went to was on Apoquindo near Escuela Militar. Unfortunately, The place didn't have bike racks, so I decided to lock my bike to a small tree while taking care of business. I was a bit hesitant about this at first and told myself that I was going to be done there in less than 10 minutes. And this was an upscale neighborhood, so I didn't need to be worried about my stuff getting stolen. And that it was lunchtime, one of the busiest streets in Las Condes. So surely no one would be as bold as to try to steal my bike with 100 people passing by every minute. Well, guess what? When I got out of that place again, my bike was gone, and the cable was cut, and the lock was lying on the floor next to the tree I chained it to. Take away, always use a U-lock, even better. Use two U- U-locks. You want to keep on using that cable lock of yours? Great. Also get a U-lock. <laughs> a regular cable lock is not going to protect your bike. A sturdy cable lock is not going to protect your bike. doesn't matter how thick that cable lock is. They're always going to be a cable cutter to match the size. And you wouldn't believe what people get away with in broad daylight. A common tactic for bike thieves is to dress up as bikers, as a lot of Chileans that own a bike are want to do on the weekends. That means helmets, tight cycling shorts, the work's, Then one goes to work with the cable cutter, while the other one shields him from prying eyes of the public. Takes less than 10 minutes. For a U-lock, on the other hand, they either need some serious welding gear or some extra time to pick the lock, which makes it usually not worth the risk. The fourth time happened when I was already living in Santiago for some seven years already, I think. I was on the bus to get to work, and I noticed something fishy going on with a couple of guys, but I couldn't really put my finger on it, nor could I really identify who these people were. I guess all the time living in Santiago had fine to me to a bit of disrespect. I knew something was going on that I had to protect my valuables. My problem was that in one pocket I had my wallet and the other my phone and was also holding my backpack. In effect, I was missing a third hand. And in, in the end, I decided to use one hand to protect my wallet and the other to hold on to my backpack. I figured that since I was listening to music on my cell phone with headphones, I would notice if someone would take it. I This also happened to me. I was like, why'd my music stop? (laughs) Well, I did notice didn't really help me, though, because my phone was gone, (laughs) leaving my headphones dangling in midair. Sound familiar, Bethany? Yup. Of course, by the time I realized why my music had suddenly stopped playing, the guy was already gone. This really upset me at the time because I could see it coming, but was unable to do anything about it regardless, and it was the same shtick. As one many years before in that metro, some guy just distracted me by roughly squeezing past my left side, pretending to reach for the stop button, while he, uh, his compadre just snatched my phone out of my right side pocket. And as you said before, Bethany, it really can happen to anybody, no matter how well prepared or where you think you might be. Takeaway. Moderately crowded buses or metros are pickpocket paradise. If a bus is too empty, they don't have a crowd you can blend into and there's not enough stimuli going on to keep their marks attention occupied with other things. If a bus is too crowded, they wouldn't be able to get off the bus quickly enough. Be aware of that and try to secure your stuff so you don't have to pick and choose which of your belongings to protect in the end. Also, don't be too hard on yourself if you fall victim to Chilean pickpockets. If you thought you had it all under control, there's a reason that Chilean pickpockets are literally being sent abroad to, quote, work. They're commonly known as lanzas internacionales and have achieved worldwide notoriety, which is true. And to this end, can I just say, while I appreciate that urban life is sharpening my senses in a way... So that I am now more aware of potentially dangerous and damning situations, I have to say that I also really mourn the loss of my country bumpkin happy-go-lucky innocence. I mean, it's kind of a shame that if someone chats you up on the street, you immediately assume that they are, they are up to no good. One of the reasons I barely leave my house without headphones, so that I don't have to talk to people, or at least I can pretend I didn't hear them. Convenient, but also kind of sad. Lenny, that was great. Thank you so much for that. It was so funny. I loved it and can definitely, definitely relate. Thank you so much. If you guys have stories, send them to us through Instagram at Chile Today Podcast or Chile at gmail.com. Thanks. What's
1: we talking about today? All right, well. A couple days ago, I messaged you guys and was like, hey, what's the difference between colonialism and immigration? And you guys had some really great pointers for me. So, I don't know. Be, I, we all decided that we wanted to discuss how to be a... Like, how to enter a country kindly and with awareness. Mm-hmm. How to be a good um, immigrant visitor to Chile
0: by doing it responsibly and not being, right, and not like, I don't know, I think there's a way to do it correctly and not be a total, you know, entitled poop-face. Yeah, poop-face. Yeah. meme poop-face entitled dick. And I, I was trying to go nice there, but it came out. You know me. So, um, do you want me to start with my tip or do you want to start with your just a tip? You can start. Okay. So my first thing when coming to another country, specifically we're going to talk about Chile, but I think these can apply to a lot of like situations, especially if you're coming from um, a country of privilege to a country that may be in developing or is just a different country in general. I think even it's from developing nation to developing nation. I think these are good tips. So the first one that I put was do preemptive research. Mm. Like before you travel to that country, whether you're just backpacking or whether you're... Moving there for an extended period of time. Do some research about the country, about the history of the country, about especially like the political history of the country. Because there's a lot of situations that you can get in as an immigrant that you can really accidentally hit a hot button and you don't realize it. And it sounds very like, did this person not even like do a cursory Wikipedia search on what's going on here? So with Chile specifically, like, you should know about the dictatorship. You should know that history there. Um, You should, you know, if you're moving post, you know, during or post-pandemic, you should know about the social uprising um you know cultural things you don't have to know everything you don't have to be a scholar but it's nice to like come in with a little bit of knowledge of what you're getting into you know some people move here and they're like oh I thought everybody lived in huts and it's like okay you you just you know do just a skosh just of research before you get here it's just it shows that you care it's, it's a it's something that is just a respectful read the wikipedia page I think I think that would be helpful just do a little bit of a preemptive uh, research, uh, don't go in blind, it just shows a little bit of like effort and that you care and people, they do notice, they do notice like when you come here, if you're not like, so what do you think about the dictatorship, you know, there's a difference between that or like, oh, there was a dictatorship, you know, <laughs> right. both of those things probably, you know, it, it, it's not just only respectful for the people who live here, but also it's just going to make your time easier as well. Give it a little Google. Give it a Goog, as they say on one of my favorite podcasts. Give it a Goog.
1: Um, another tip that you could try is attempting to learn the local language. Absolutely. And if you're just visiting or staying for a little bit or you plan to move here permanently, it's helpful to have Spanish under your belt at least a little bit. And if you're just visiting, I think the keywords like hola and... Uh, Puedo comprar un cerveza. ¿Una cerveza? Yeah, like, like, donde está el baño? Basic things. And then, but once you live here, it's nice if you try to practice and use the language with people instead of expecting them to adapt um, to the language that you're speaking. Absolutely. Even though a lot of people here do speak a variety of languages, it is nice to communicate with people in Spanish as like a sign of respect. It is. And it is
0: definitely, like talking again about colonialism um, versus immigration and what the responsible thing is. It, it is very much a turnoff when, like, you meet, a, like, a Chilean and you immediately start speaking English to them. Like, even if they know English, it's just like, you know, I'm going to try, man. Like, this is my, like, if, like, my experience is if you try and you struggle, they're going to be super receptive to that. Chileans are really receptive to helping you learn Spanish. I've tried to be like, don't de está? A museum and like people are really receptive to trying to help you in this country and they think it's like super cool and super adorable that you're trying and they're really nice if you're at a party and you're trying to speak spanish and they know english they'll switch for you or they'll help you out but if you just come in like you know head first like i'm just gonna speak english it's kind of shitty you know it's
1: it's 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 not it's not cool man it's a bit elitist it's totally elitist there are so many resources out there there for you that are free, like Duolingo or um, YouTube, that can help you with some mm-hmm. of these language guides, or you know, hire an English teacher. You can do a vir- or a, a Spanish teacher <laughs> or English, whatever you want. But a Spanish teacher, and you can do that virtually as well. Yeah,
0: and it's not like it's not about being perfect in Spanish. Nobody expects you to be perfect, especially if you're living here a temporary amount of time but a little effort really goes a long way Mm and to making people feel like oh this isn't just some um like privileged gringo coming here because because of the history that's why I think I mentioned studying the history there's a lot of baggage here against especially like the U.S. and, and other you know North American countries and you know european countries because of the political history here so sometimes they expect you to be an asshole when you come here and if you don't it's it really like makes them go huh and it makes them view like green goes in a different way i've had people be like you know I, I think it's i assumed people from the u.s were you know like this and then i met you and i realized that they're really nice people from the U.S. They're really nice people from here. And it's like, yeah, that's the kind of representative that you want to be from your country. You want to show them, like, you know, we're not all, you know, gun-toting. Not that there's anything bad necessarily with having guns. But, you know, gun-toting racist assholes who think everyone's a Mexican. You know? So,
1: little little goes a long way. And all of the perspectives and the ideas that Bethany and I are sharing with you today come from our own personal immigration Absolutely. experiences, which can be vastly different from other people's Absolutely. We're coming from, like... And we're also coming from a place of privilege. So these are just our tips.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I think that's sort of, like, what we're aiming at, like, specifically how to be a good immigrant from a place of privilege because there are definitely a lot of different types of immigrants, and we know that this might not apply to other immigrants or maybe, like, the idea of... I don't know, preemptive research might not be possible from, like, your emergency situation having to be a refugee or something. Right. So, grain of salt with what everything that we're saying. Um, that's a really good one. Good tip. My, um, my next tip was listen to different perspectives. So, I think a lot of um, people coming from countries of privilege, they get placed in very privileged neighborhoods and so they hear their friends that they made at work or their people, their neighbors or whatever. They hear their perspectives and they assume that, that those are the perspectives of all of Chile. And that's just not true. There's a very um, palpable political and social opinion difference between like privileged places in Chile versus like the majority of the country. And so, talk to people who maybe live in different areas, who might have different perspectives than you. Um, I think that's super important, and you can make your own decisions based on that. Don't just take your, you know, your neighbor's word for it, like or the people I don't know on like gringo. Don't just talk to other gringos about what they think about Chile. Like, talk to the real people. I think that's super important because. The, You know, it's a country. It's, you know, you're moving to another country, just like the country that you're from. There's vastly different opinions. It's the same thing. So.
1: So there's a lot of businesses that come to Chile for a variety of reasons. And if you are coming to Chile to build a business, it might be better to come with the intention to empower and not overpower. That's such a good Statement. Empower, not overpower. I love that. And one of the incentives when moving or emerging into the Chilean market is the fact that the labor force tends to be less expensive than maybe other places in the world. And just because the labor is inexpensive and you can pay a minimum wage doesn't necessarily mean that you shouldn't pay more. Like, I think if you have the resources... And you can pay above minimum wage. You can do a lot to help the folks that you're employing. Because depending on your business, you might be employing a lot of immigrants. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those folks send money back home to their families. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if you want to come here, and I understand business is business, but I also believe that business is shifting. The idea of business is shifting into a more conscious mindset. Mm-hmm. And people want to know that, like, how you're giving back to your community. Um Maybe just take a look and see what you can offer people, whether it's transportation stipends. Because a lot of the times the people that come work in some of the businesses travel an hour or two by bus Mm -hmm. or metro every day. Mm -hmm. And just be aware of that. Um, You might have a thing that's like, you know, be on time at work every day like you can't be late at all but when you're traveling two hours a day by metro or bus it can be a little difficult to be on time every day so um really do your research on how you can give back and and empower the people who you employ right talk and talk to them too like you know what would make your life easier
0: what would make your life better and sometimes it's you know it's. I have uh, students who run businesses and sometimes, you know, they, it's not even money. It's like, offer me a safe and, and working environment. Oh, yeah. Like, I want to feel safe when I come to work all the time. And this isn't just for people who own businesses. Like, if you have a nana mm-hmm. or, like, a woman or man who works in your home or does your gardening, like, don't just pay them the typical wage. Like, 20000 pesos a week for a nana who comes to your home for three, four hours, like, That You can, like, if if you can afford a nanny you can afford to, like, pay them something that actually is worth their time. A sustainable living wage. Right. Like, and, you know, Mm -hmm. offer them a contract if you can. If they want that, like, you just, you can do it responsibly. Don't just take the easy way out, you know. And, of course, Alicia has business experience. I have less. um, I mean, I don't know. I teach private lessons. But, you know, it's just... Be aware, empower, not overpower. I love that. Empower, not overpower. Um, these are human beings. They're not just employees. Like, em- well, they are employees. Employees are human beings who yeah. have families and problems at home. They're, they're not tools, you know. Uh, Minds do as the Chileans do. So, I love that. Yeah. So what I mean by that is, like, um, embrace the new things. Go out of your comfort zone, try new things. Obviously, there are definitely limits to some, some things, um, but try the new food, um, try the other drinks, like go to the traditional um, fondas, you know, and all of the things. Try to dance Quaker, you know, and. Just do what the Chileans do. Drink a pisco. Drink a pisco, try it. Don't just go to your gringo bars. Hey, look, Gringo bars, gringo food, we talk about kiosk club every single episode. It's super, super comforting. But don't just do that. Like go to those places that the Chilean people go. See how they live and talk and and I mean you're unless you're planning to live here for the rest of your life, which a lot of People don't when they come here. They're here for a temporary amount of time. Take advantage of this wonderful experience that you have to experience something new. And and do it. You know, even if you don't, you're not a huge fan of sausages. Eat a Jody bun. Eat one. You know, try the beverage. Do the thing. Like, you know, it, it, you'll be so much happier for it to get out of your comfort zone then I have some people that are like, I regret living in Chile and not like leaving my apartment more. Now, of course, we're in quarantine times. But there are people who study here, like students who like go to class and come home and like miss miss their family so much that they just never get out and do stuff because they would rather be at home and, you know, watch their TV shows, which is fine. But you will regret not like seizing the day and seizing your time in Chile And learning those new things. And it also sends a very good message. that Because when you are like, no, I don't want to try that. No, I don't want to do that. It does come off, even if it's not your intention, as you're better than that person. Like, you're too good to try the terremoto. Or you're too good to do the thing. You know, everyone has limits. If you don't drink alcohol, obviously. Like, say, be like, oh, well, I don't drink alcohol. Or I'm a a vegetarian. Or something like that. Don't, like, you know, sacrifice your morals. But... In the times that you can experience new things, do it. Do it, do it.
1: If you're here for a hot minute or as soon as you feel adjusted, which I know it can take some time to regain your energy if you experience homesickness or expat depression or you're just, like, overwhelmed by moving, totally get that. But once you do, um, sharing your time, your talents, and your resources, and that can be... You know, resources could be money, and for some people, not everybody has that to give away, but you certainly have talent, or you certainly have time, or maybe all three. And looking for the need in the community, and there's needs in every community in the world, um, so whether that's reaching out to, like, a local group or finding volunteer opportunities, um there's always somebody in need that would love even just to talk with you or Mm -hmm. uh, maybe you can help them see from a new perspective or writing somebody a note or making somebody a sandwich who's hungry. So look for those opportunities in your community. And I think that goes along with what Bethany said that you're kind of integrating even further into maybe some aspects of the Chilean culture that you might have not seen otherwise. Um crossing over into different socioeconomic situations can be very eye-opening and is like beneficial for your community and for your, your own personal growth as well. So just trying to find those different opportunities to give back in right. some way.
0: And if you're looking for an opportunity, like I don't even know where to start, message us on our Instagram at Chile Today Podcast or email us, ChileTodaypodcast at gmail.com. We have so many things. You know, we've done raffles here and raised money for different communities. And also, like, we know places where you can volunteer. And if you're someone who is a good writer, Chile today, like, the news Mm -hmm. section of us, they're always wanting volunteers to write. And that can – is, you know, I write for them. And it was such a really interesting way for me to learn about Chile because it forced me to sit down, read the news, Mm -hmm. and learn, like, oh, this is what's going on or that's what's going on. Something I wouldn't have necessarily, like, sat down and done every morning. And so, like, I'm being – more socially conscious, and I'm doing something that I really like doing, which is writing. So if you are talented in that way, maybe you, you know, I don't, you, you have talent. Like, you have something to contribute to the country, and you can do it. And it like Alicia said, it might be uh, you can uh, donate your money. You can donate old clothes. There's so many things. You can, you know, and it's just... It'll make you feel good, like, and feeling good about doing good things is not bad. Like, there's... Feel good. It's great. I'll take my
1: serotonin and where I can get it. Heck,
0: yeah. Um, so, the next one I have is something I hear a lot of people who just move here say, which is like, oh, the cultures between, like, the U.S. or England or whatever are so similar to Chile. And I say yes, but I also say nay-nay, no, because i think that is a very surface level understanding of chile like when you come here yeah like you will definitely see similarities especially in chile which has a lot of desire to be very first world in a lot of ways i don't know if that sounds insulting but like i mean they like have a lot of things that you're going to find in your your home country probably but keep in mind that it's still not your home country there are still cultural differences you might not see on the surface um, cultural belief systems mm-hmm. um, cultural scars that are that go very deep that they have here that you might not see or might not be reflected immediately so keep that in mind as you make certain statements or you assume certain things about your friends or your boss or your co-workers Because, yeah, you might say, like, oh, it's super easy to adapt. It's super easy to assimilate. Um, It is and it's not. So keep those things in mind and and don't get frustrated. Like, when your friends don't react the way that you think they react, when they're 35 minutes late to your (laughs) appointment, (laughs) don't get angry. It's the way the culture is. And you're not going to change it. So, and and if you try to change it, that is an example of, like, you know, uh, sort of an elitist point of view. Just roll with it. Try to be flexible. Manage your expectations. So, yeah.
1: Chile is awesome. Yeah. Another option of something you can try is supporting local companies, meaning maybe instead of always going to leader, you venture out to, like, La Vega for the day, or you buy from one of your neighborhood vendors. There's a lot of amazing companies and businesses and innovative companies right like I'm not just talking for fruits and vegetables i am even talking like um you know I think it was last episode of the episode before that we talked about 10 chilling companies that we can't live without check that episode out it's good it's great and so even things like face masks or eco-friendly products you can find Mm -hmm. something you can find the Chilean version and Mm -hmm. that helps support the local economy like Take like, putting your resources back into the local economy is very helpful, and that's mm-hmm. not always necessarily like buying from the bigger companies, which I do all the time. So Absolutely. please, like, understand, I am not above any of this. I have done all of these things that we're. Oh, we're talking about <laughs> like I don't want you guys to think like we're perfect. Like
0: the reason that this, is, tri- <laughs> this, is, trial this and is trial and error. Yeah, like, I have been here. I have been the person when I first got here that that was like, oh, they're so. To the, like US, US, to the u.s yeah, and like just stuck my foot straight in my fucking mouth so many times like had that awkward conversation with somebody about like so like w- tell me about this dictatorship that you know and not even you know be- as understanding that this person's family could have been tortured or something right. right we just
1: don't want you to have to go through the same pain that we did because yeah. we were uh we had to. We had to learn. Yeah, nobody told me. no one <laughs> told me. No one was like, "Don't be like that." That's really elitist, you know. Uh-huh, or when I would you uh-huh. start in with like the high. Because, like, because I think it's what fine just to like go ahead and speak English with people, you know. Like we've we've been here. we yeah. are not above this. Yeah, we at d- all. we don't
0: we do not want to like make you feel like you're. And if you've done these things, do not feel bad. Like. The entire thing of like being a better person is being better. Meaning and growing, you made a mistake, yeah. maybe, or you've offended someone, or you got angry when maybe you should have been more patient. You just change, or you try to change. And you're gonna make a more mistake. Hey, hey! At least you're gonna make more mistakes. I'm a, so I, I make
1: mistakes all the time, ah,
0: girl. I've seen. Them. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Everyone has, <laughs> except for Pinguino. He's perfect. He is perfect. So look good. at him. Look at him with his flippers. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I think I interrupted you. Sorry.
1: No, I was done. Yeah, that was oh, okay. like, hey, okay. by
0: local. Yeah. And it's so nice. Um, it's so nice. So the last one I wanted to specifically talk about was be aware of the current social problems that are going on in the country, because it might knock you off your chair if you're like, wait, what? You know, so, you know, be just kind of keep your ear to the ground. You don't have to um know everything obviously. Chile Today, the the news website, ChileToday.cl is really good about keeping in English people up to date about what's going on. Um you know, I, I would say probably some of the most important ones are housing problems, problems with indigenous people and their immigration. rights, in, immigration. Um, health care, a lot of things that are problems in, in other countries, but the the way that they're interpreted and dealt with in Chile is very different. And also, be, be careful, again, because the people around you might not be the people very concerned with the social problems, or they might say it's not a problem, because it's not a problem for them. Um, it took me a long time to realize that there was such a big problem with Um, the indigenous community because I just didn't have any indigenous friends or I didn't have the resources like Chile Today to educate me. So I should have taken more of an active role in asking people, like, what should I know about if you have questions about those kinds of things, like I said, Sheila today's there. We're here. We can talk to you about them. Or we'll connect you and with someone that knows. Yeah. knows more. Somebody yeah. that knows more. Because we, um, if you've ever listened to our podcast, you know we're just a bunch of jerks like trying to figure out life here as immigrants. And so be just aware of the social problems and how they affect other people in, at different socioeconomic levels in different cities. Because mm. Santiago is not like other cities. So be aware of that.
1: Um my last one is questioning and acknowledging your privileges absolutely you have, everyone has some sort of privilege everyone has some sort of disadvantage and won't go into specifics, but, you might have privileges that other people don't have, mm-hmm. which can make your experience as an immigrant or a traveler or a consumer or a business mm-hmm. owner vastly different than those experiences from other people. Mm-hmm. And Be aware of that. Just uh, maybe question it. Sit with it. Observe it. Mm-hmm. And then once you identify the privileges that you might have, You can put those to use in an appropriate manner, maybe to help other people or raise more awareness. And there is
0: such a big thing about recognizing your privilege, like, just taking a step back sometimes. And, like, when you're, like, listening to people and their perspectives, like, listen to your Chilean friends. Like, what are they saying? Because their opinion about a topic, at least... Like, when you've been living, you definitely, as an immigrant, especially if you live here long-term, things do affect you. I'm not saying, like, because people have talked down to me, like, oh, you don't, you know, this thing doesn't affect you. And I'm like, bruh, it does affect me. I live here. You know, I immigrated here. I plan to live here a very long time. My, my life is here. So those things do affect me. But, you know, if you're planning on living here for six months, maybe your opinion is less important than somebody who lives here permanently. Or, you know, just I guess the best thing to do is is listen and learn. And talk to your Chilean friends and how what their experiences are like, or other immigrants and the different privileges we have.
1: Open hearts, open, open, hearts ears,
0: open ears, open minds, open minds,
1: and you'll go a lot further.
0: Yeah, and hey, do you have other tips that you like found out were really super important about being like a good visitor, immigrant, traveler to Chile? Because we want to know about those, you know, we're always learning, we, right? Like, always. And we want to know about your experiences. And, I mean, I think that's what we got today. Yeah. We covered a lot. We love you guys. We love you listeners. Hey, if you have a story to share or anything, you can email us at ChileTodayPodcast at gmail.com. Message us on Instagram. Our Instagram is different than the news one. We're at Chile today Podcast, And we post updates. We do funny things. Pinguino's around doing stuff. If you don't know who he is, he's our producer. He's a live penguin. Um, He's very talented with his flippers. Ooh, very talented. And (laughs) he's, like, glaring at me from across the table. Um, So, yeah, we love you guys.
1: Yes. Stay safe and, I guess, stay inside. Yeah, and when in doubt, Gringo out. Yeah, we out. Bye.